Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email to let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Kara Tomei, and what I do here on Just Do It is uh, interview artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of programming that engages the public, and that could be through an ongoing project, uh, an artist collaborative, an artist space, a nonprofit entity, a business, even kind of educating others on this. Whatever form it takes, we want to champion people who have embraced a DIY approach to diversifying their art practice beyond the studio and to give them a forum to share their experiences so that others out there can get inspired to uh, go DIY and just do it for themselves. So today I have on my program someone a bit far away. I often, uh, I mostly focus on Los Angeles, but we have someone all the way from Pennsylvania on the line, which I think is great. Of course, we can interview anyone in, in this digital world, and I love that we're branching out. And um, so Heather Hertel, Hertel is a cross-disciplinary artist, and she's a professor at Slippery Rock University in Pennsylvania. And she met Karen Atkinson, who was our founder at the CAA conference, the California College Association conference this past February in New York. And Karen was um, impressed with her. They, they, they talked about uh, working, working on professional practices education. I, and Heather, I believe, is engaged with using GIST products. I'll ask her a little bit about that and using the GIST um, system of, of teaching. And then I'm going to mostly talk to her about a very interesting project, an art project, a uh, multidisciplinary art project that she's been doing ongoing in uh, her area. So let me just get her Heather right here with us to start chatting. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello, Kara. Thanks for being here. So, yeah, you met Karen at CAA, and um, let's just um, let, let me ask a little bit about why you were there. I just give it, in other words, give us a little quick cap of who you are <laughs> and and um, how you ended up at CAA and meeting Karen, and um, that'll kind of get us going. Okay, I actually, and thank you for having me. I was going to ask you how the weather is in LA. Lovely. <laughs> and I'm here, I'm here near the Great Lakes where we have fresh water. Um, I have a great story for meeting Karen, uh, and, I, and she's, I find um, that she, since she's an awesome person, she fi- you know, finds upon people um, in interesting ways. I actually met Karen at, at College Art Association, CAA, in Chicago, oh my, maybe eight, nine years ago? No, no, oh, okay. yeah, maybe, 
yeah, maybe seven or eight years ago. So I was in the uh, the book book and trade fair, walking through, checking out art books to purchase, and Karen had a table in the very cross section, the very center of this very large book and trade fair. And every time I walked by, she said, hey, you, hey, you, did you get your shit together yet? And I said, oh, my, and I just kept walking by. And about the third time I walked like, by, and she heckled. was yeah, heckled. yeah. And she said, hey, you, you know, are you sure? Do you really have your shit together? I said, all right, lady, you know, I'm going to stop and talk to you. And so I stopped, <laughs> met her. And actually, I was there um, to learn about how to teach professional practices, because I had just been given the course to teach uh, at Slippery Rock. So um, that was eight years ago. Uh, and, and I have been using the gist text ever since. I just love it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for that. We got a good plug. Good plug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because for those in the audience, uh, just a quick thing that you know, Just Inc. is a company that is uh, an amazing website with resources about professional practices, lots of free information. Also, we publish books. We publish books about for foreign artists, like Getting Your Shit Together, a manual, and then we publish like Heather. You got the teaching professional practices. Uh, manual and so and we also have software and other things so visit justinks.com to check some of that stuff out so there's a plug by me i, I, I wrapped up that plug real nice right <laughs> that's awesome um, great so so you teach professional practices so do you have your shit together ah that's a loaded question i know <laughs> i i do and I'm the joking. book has helped I'm, my personal practice oh, as well yeah. and and i tell my students I say this is one book to keep on your shelf because mm-hmm. sure it's for a class and we do you know, the worksheets and you know it's great because it has short chapters so you can just go to what you need really quick get the information and then get back to your project it's a great quick reference but I, I tell my students mm-hmm. you will be surprised how much you refer back to this book when you uh, are not a student anymore and you want to look at how a contract is or, you know, how to do your taxes or, you know. So, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's good, it's good. But, yes, I have my shit together. Yeah. I mean, we're and, 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 and preface that by saying uh, no one has it all together perfectly 100%, of course. You know, that's just, like you said, it's an ongoing thing. And there's always going to be moments where we go, hmm, I kind of need, ooh, I haven't worked on this or, oh, I, I've got this going on, but, you know, I'm not really on top of it. You know, so it's always, you know, it's always a process. You know, get, getting it, getting your shit together. Um, but you definitely have it together also in terms of doing DIY practices. And I would love to hear about the sail call. Sorry, I can't seem to say that word. I, I'm not a sailor. I don't, I don't live near the Great Lakes. <laughs> you are a sailor. And so you married your love of the water and the lakes and sailing and art and to do the sailcloth art project, and I love that it's interdisciplinary, and you collaborate with visual artists, dancers, performance artists, musicians, and it's a really in-depth, layered project. So, talk to me about how and why did you did you start this project? That's a good question. So, for you know, for many years, I come from traditional painting, easel painting, figurative painting, oil painting. Uh, and I've always worked hard to try and make those paintings work. Uh, and and I, in the summer when I was out sailing, I was looking up at the sails and looking at the shape and the curve and the pattern of the weave, and I thought, wow, is that beautiful. And, and I just thought, why have I never put paint on a sail? 
Uh, so that was how, that was the very, very beginning of it. And then one day when uh, we were out sailing, the boat, in, we, and I am a racing sailor, so the boat in front of us turned around the mark to head back upwind, and their spinnaker sail, the big balloony, pretty colorful sail that's out in front of the boat when you go downwind, um, they lost control of it, and it blew off their boat. So it was just free-flowing out over the mm. parallel to the water, probably like 30 feet in the air, up over the trees. Wow. And it was so amazing to see that. Um, you know, it's definitely not what you want um, to happen. You know, the sailors on that boat right. were having like an <laughs> oh, shit moment. But um, for right, us, right. you know, um, we, you know, uh, who were photo, so myself, because I had my, my hands full with lines, but someone got a picture of it. And I said, ah, oh, can I have that picture? And I just, I went back to the studio with that picture. And I, I've, I was already um, working on anti-gravity and weightlessness and the freedom of floating with figures. And it just all clicked. At that day, that moment, I, with that photograph and that image of that beautiful free-floating 40-foot sail, um, I was able to really see it feel it because I experienced it so I started taking the um, I had a professional photographer um, photograph um, a, a, a a woman that I had worked with, she has her MFA in dance and I, and with me in art, we were good friends. And I said, hey, come on, let's improv in, in your studio and let's see what I can get going. And so I just started turning the pictures upside down and was able to get some pretty significant symbol poses of figures that I have used in a blue and a red dress over and over again now. Um, but that's how it started. That's, so that's and it started on paper. So I actually started using mm -hmm. the the feeling of freeing, um, floating um, that you get through dancing and sailing and painting on actually on large works on paper. My first pieces were maybe ten feet, you know, twelve feet, just paper drawings. Uh, mm -hmm. so before I went to the mm -hmm. sailcloth. So and then when I figured I out, that, um, yeah, good. Well, when I figured out, you know, and then, you know, second, you know, when I looked up and, you know, this, so I sail on a 35-foot J, um, J boat. Um, that's the, the class uh, of sailboat. And so the sails are about, yeah, they're about 40 feet uh, high and about 20 mm. feet along the foot. So here I decided I was going to work on sailcloth, and I just decided to go that big. So when I did wow. go that big, I that thought – big. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I just didn't want one. I wanted multiples, so I wanted a whole show. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I knew that it was going to be – I needed a team, and this was going to grow beyond myself. This was not one artist working in a studio. This was going to be students and collaborators and, you know, a metal sculpture and, the, you know, and the dancers weaving in and out of the sails. So it, and it, once I got the ball rolling, it was – it's so interesting. Once you have energy and you're excited about something – people come to you and say, hey, can I be involved in this? I like what you're doing. So that, that was kind of a magical part of the project. Yeah, and you're articulating something that is so important about um, if, if you're interested in doing some kind of project that involves, you know, presenting work to the public. I mean, really doing it all on your own is almost impossible. You really do end up needing to collaborate, which, which just extends the project in energy because, you know, you're not only doing it yourself, but then there's other, and then creatively, of course, and then audience. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I, don't, I haven't interviewed many artists who are like these, 
singular soul kind of, you know, practitioners who are doing some public thing ongoing, like literally by themselves. It is so much about collaboration, don't you think? I mean, you oh, of course. You of just course. And it's so much more that, fun. Yeah. And then you learn. You yeah. learn so much more. Sometimes I found it was um, s- slower because it wasn't mm-hmm. – uh, and I've learned this actually talking to another painter who I might collaborate with this summer who I just met – um, and sh- uh, her name is Linda Price Snedden, and she said, when you collaborate, there's no more I, it's we. And so mm-hmm. you have to take the time to communicate and talk and build a relationship to see where each person is coming from. And, you know, and that's just collaborating with one person. You know, so this project that I did, I worked with at least 20 people in different disciplines and different areas. So, oh, wow. um, so then you become a producer in a way. Too. It was it was like an orchestra, you know. I yeah. Right. I, I felt I felt and where people were coming and going depending on their schedule and their time and their they were coming go and going at different times of the project depending on how they fit in or what they wanted to choose to add to it, and, and mm-hmm. it visually even it came out way a, a lot different than my original. Um, vision um, oh, because sure. every person that came in said oh well what about this and then we got excited about that and it, it kept taking and turning in new directions so I'm I'm yes I learned to be open um, mm-hmm. because and flexible. the growth happens so much faster with other people right and flexibility and kind of going with the flow and that, that is such a big I mean it sounds simple but it is a huge thing to be open to those changes and shifts and, and that kind of thing, you know, as people come in. So that's another kind of tip, <laughs> right, to, to people out there. Tell me, okay, so I'm looking, I would love for, of course, people to visit your website to see images of this of the project, um, hertel.com, H-E-R-T-E-L. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm looking at images. So how, you, I see that dance and movement is a big part of your interest in your, in your paintings and also in this project. I see dancers dancing in and within and around these beautiful, um, you know, sailcloth pieces. And so how did, how, are you a dancer or was it collaborated? Like how did the dance and movement piece come into um, to play in the project? That's a good question. And so it's the figures. I, I come from figurative painting. Uh, so I was moving uh, with... Lonnie Weisbach. She's originally from Hawaii. She has her MFA in dance from Arizona, and she currently lives in Indianapolis um, with her um, family. Uh, and she's a Buto dancer. And I have her mm, website okay. linked to my website. So we were moving first, and that's how it started uh, for actually for subject matter for figures in the paintings, but. Uh, throughout my, I have done performance art and at probably more than half of my own art exhibitions, I will have dancers inter- or movers or poets interact with the work to bring it uh, beyond the visual. So, and I'm, I'm right. now I'm starting to get into video. And so I'm um, working on layers of the huge huge work that you can actually perform in front of and behind and through and then also layering video of movers on top of that but uh, anyway no that's not out yet so but oh well so well, I, oh, oh we got a little we got a little uh sneak peek <laughs> yeah well, well what's actually, to come right oh i just, um well just imagining video projecting onto sales and sale costs oh sounds beautiful 
yes, there's so many possibilities. Um, and so now, you've got funding. Let's talk a little bit about like kind of the, the solidification. I mean, so, so it was came out of your own practice, but then you expanded it, and then you had um, obviously you sought out a site to, or at least one. I mean, you've done multiple exhibitions now with this project. Um, so maybe talk about how you go about doing that, like finding a site and coming with a project. And also, I you do have funding now, or you did get funding. For yes, this yes I got two grants. It was super exciting. Mm-hmm. And and so mm-hmm. what I did was it first, you know, so I knew I wanted to work on sales, right? So here and, and the other um, very early um, and a little popcorn here is that um, I knew that I wanted to take this out of the art galleries and museums because that's where I'm mm-hmm. used to showing. And for me, the audience there are people who are used to going to art galleries and museums, and I have shown it since in art in multiple art galleries and in art conferences. Um, but I I went originally to the Bayfront Maritime Center in Erie, PA, which is a, a sailing center, and they teach sailing to inner city children, and they have a school program, an educational program, and I I didn't even realize the how perfect. The, a fit the venue was, you know, when right. I walked in and saw 14, you know, 20 foot glass windows, you know, with bay doors that it's a boat building facility. So it's, that's why it's so okay. high in scope and space. But I went to the, to them and I said who I was and I said, Hey, you know, I, I'm an artist. I want to work on sailcloth and I really want to have an art exhibition at a non-art venue. I want to have it at a sailing venue. So I reach a new audience and teach a community mm-hmm. and sight unseen without seeing any of you know the product because I hadn't made it yet they said you know they said yes we'll do it so they they you know they took a risk they took a chance you know I mean that I'm you know sometimes yeah sometimes you think you're going to produce something and it fails or you know so I the pressure was on a little bit because I knew you know not only did I have (laughs) to come up with one piece yeah I had a a show I had a show, and and I had. But those are the yeah. great things. But that's the great thing. That's kind of the, also the being open and taking a risk and asking. I mean, that's also a big thing about kind of doing a project. At you have to ask. Yeah. And so you went in there, and something said, "Oh, I need to ask." And then the opportunity was there, and then you went forward with it. And and it is what a perfect collaboration. And I love that you are you literally are bringing this sailing community, which is not known to be artist. You know, it's not an art. It's it's it's, it's its own entity. You have the sailors and the sailing community and then you have the art community and you are bridging them together i that is that's a wonderful wonderful thing and you're I know, getting and I did attention it, to yeah, that very mm-hmm. successfully it worked yes and so there were so many sailors who then started helping me and donating sailing and donating rigging um and it was just interesting mm-hmm. because uh so I applied for an Erie Arts and Culture grant, and I just called the office to ask some questions about the grant. And they said, well, you know, when are you going to have this exhibit? And I said, well, I'm looking on the calendar. We're looking at – and they said, oh, well, actually, it would be perfect. The Tall Ships Festival is coming to Erie, you know, which comes every three to four years. And I thought, oh, my gosh, here we go. It just grew again. Right. Right. So I – and then – since then, I actually went to the Tall Ships America Conference in Boston this February. So I've I've just been catapulted into a whole new community, which I wasn't, you know, I'm a racing, I'm a small boat dinghy racing sailor, which is a completely different type of sailing and nautical terminology. So it's just, right. anyway, it's just interesting once you start, it, um, it's commitment. 
it's you know making a decision and committing to something that you're super excited about um and then mm-hmm. you, you know once you part start putting in some work and and I learned also to not be afraid to ask so right. that that is something that uh took some confidence and some courage and still now um a- after you know the the Bayfront Maritime Center was by far the ex- the biggest exhibit of this project with the Tall Ships Festival which brings in like 50,000 people but um wow. you know so now I've you know I go up um there are still uh, even after you have that success sometimes there are a lot of rejection when you you know you keep going but you have to just commit um, and and like I said, have that courage to not be afraid to ask. I love that tip. And then I, I what I'm kind of thinking about that is so wonderful is that you you were kind of in these two worlds. You know, you're a sailor and you're an artist, and for a long time you found them as separate. I mean, of course, there's beauty and sailing. I'm not meaning to say, you know, that, and I don't mean to imply that there's no sailors that are artists, but, you know, they're two different worlds, and you you were existing in each and loving each, and you just found this way to bridge them. And maybe there's a lesson in, like, if you, you know, if you're an artist who has another passion or another skill or another, you know, in another area, that there really is always a way to connect through art, you know, with sure. other areas or you know yes, genres for of things sure. or whatever and, <laughs> and it becomes so much more rich and for me sailing was always what I did to relax or to mm-hmm. you know as a college professor and an artist and you know constantly applying for things and constantly working on things and long studio hours you know into the night sailing was always my way to you know just go, you know, blow off and not really think about the art and get a break from it and go be with a whole different group of people. And, you know, and so, uh, you know, and I would talk about my art or what I was working on when we would hang out after the races. But uh, I and I it's so simple, but I can't believe it took so long for me to connect them. So and even the dance dance was something totally separate I used to do when I was younger I would go to dance clubs and I used to live on South Beach and you know and I every, yes all these areas <laughs> were very separate so and it right. feels so good to bring them together and see the similarities and differences um and and the art the dancers so I invited the Slippery Rock Dance Department both so there's two faculty and um probably seven students that came up to perform in and out of the sales uh, and they loved it. So, that, so I'm I'm learning that when you bring the different disciplines together, uh, people are so excited to learn about another discipline and see actually how it relates. So for me, with this, it's all about freedom and movement and a fluidity that are that run through painting and sailing and dancing. That and and that's we always are articulating this on just as well that like that I think there's this. There's a bit of a artist can feel fractured because as an artist you have to do so many different things to survive. You know, we're practicing artist, studio artist who only does that, only makes art, only makes money from their art is probably like one percent or less of the of of the art world of being being an artist. Being an artist means you do many different things, and sometimes there are things that directly relate, like teaching art, or and so and then sometimes there are jobs or things that you do that are technically not art related but we always try to say but it's but everything you do is part of your art practice you know bring it together and you're you literally brought it all together but it's almost also this mental idea that like you it's not these separate camps that you go to it's think of it as 
your life is your art, everything you do is part of your practice because that's what the, an artist is is is. <laughs> and and I wonder if you I wonder if you um t- talked about that or if you talk about that with your students. Oh, oh yes, all the time. In in fact, I mm-hmm. say take classes that you're interested in and and go um be be if you're a part of a sports team or if you're a part of another group or if you enjoy working at your community church or you know wherever whatever you do in your life um fuels your art whether you realize it or not it's it's almost as if everything is a self-portrait uh, whether you're literally right. painting yourself or or not it, it's going to come through and if you are open and re and realize it and tap into it it will make your work all that um stronger and richer and and then the other um aspect i have found is that then your audience grows and more people can relate right. to what you're doing. So it's not art for artists' sake, which I, I don't really right. think anyone who makes art tries to do that anyway. I think most artists that I have met are really struggling to to figure out and make what they really need to make, what really needs to come out of them. And for so long, I, you know, I did struggle with subject matter. I knew what I loved to do. I knew I was so drawn to paint, uh, but what to paint? You know, and it wasn't even how to paint because how you paint just it just comes out of you, and the more you do it, the more it you know goes in a certain direction. Um, but the, but the richness of a concept and idea, um, it has to grow, mm-hmm. and it has to grow as your life moves along. Right. So. Right, and you, it sounds like, and and here you are. It took you many many years to get there, and and now you. It sounds like now you feel like it's like you said. It finally all came together, but it does take a, a long time. But maybe through your influence and showing, you know, and others, it, you know, people can start to, you know, maybe they could skip ahead a little. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I, I yes. would like – oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just, you know, and, and I think that's confidence, confidence and courage, right. you know, when, you know, just to think that, hey, if you're in your – even in – high school or in your early 20s you know that there you don't have to wait I, I, a lot of um people would say to me oh you know when you're a better artist or you know when you have a little bit more experience and i i tell my students go now don't wait whatever you right. have right. an instinct to do you are ready for it and and you um the best the best way to learn is by doing so jump in that's right yeah, and failing, and you know, and, and failing helps you build, it's, it's, you know, your your experience as well. And I agree, it's just it's like that that impulse to do it, just do it, Elisha. Like, yeah, I know. It's like perfect, actually, it's almost like a perfect way to kind of wrap up our conversation. Time goes so fast. I mean, I love talking to artists. I could talk to you for another hour easily. But I think that we covered a wonderful uh, nugget of what you do, how you do it, and kind of a lot of great tips and inspiration. Um, is there anything you want to kind of, I'll give you a chance to talk about or, or articulate anything else before we, before we actually wrap, wrap up and sign off? Oh boy. Um that's <laughs> Last tough parting to word. zero it in to, you know, one 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 takeaway. Um Yeah, yeah, right. I know. Well it doesn't have to be just one, but you know yeah. yeah. Just, you know, don't give up. Keep keep making Yeah, like you said, I think I think all along in this and this has been a wonderful conversation by the way, an interview because I feel like you seem like you're such an educator at heart. So as you've been talking about your project, you've been 
talking about how the hows and the tips and the inspiration. So I think actually it's been really wonderfully woven in, I must say. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. So, and uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I, if this is an art audience, you know, I might say, uh, you know, go to the water, go, you know, go, go, go sailing. <laughs> so, <that's>, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, I know you know, you. it's, um, don't, and also, um, you know, the time and experience, I've, I've written grants, you know, a whole bunch of grants that I didn't get. And so for this right. project, I actually got two grants at one time, and it was o- almost overwhelming how to keep track of everything, you know, what was for what, what was being, you know, used for what grant. And, um, you know, and one was from Erie Arts and Culture, and one was actually um, from Slippery Rock University to hire um, students. And that's how I was able to actually pay students to work with me. And I had students both in art and science, which was another mm. layer of cross-disciplinary. Um, oh, yeah. What the science students brought to it on, you know, just how to um, build structure and the physics of it. Um, and even their aesthetics um, came from a different perspective. It was super interesting. Um, so, yeah, don't be afraid to branch out and and – um, I've learned also when you do a project, um, and I'm learning this. I'm on a I'm on MACA Mid America College Art Association. It's a, a not a subversion of CAA, and you know I've I've learned when we're all artists, boy, we need um, the philanthropist and the um, accountant and the lawyer, and you need you need people who are unlike yourself to be a mirror, and to almost right. show you and teach you, and so you grow in ways that you don't even realize. So I guess that's another mm-hmm. another takeaway to not be afraid to surround yourself um with um people who are who are very different from you because you never know what you're what what as creatively is going to come out of that even a conversation. Right. I think we've got I really feel like this interview has provided more takeaways than than usual. So I really do thank you for being my guest mm-hmm. on Just Do It, Heather. And I uh, urge people to go to your website and kind of check out your practice. I mean, we didn't even talk about some of the things that you do. You're very, you've got a lot of layers there. So com. And I want to uh, thank you again for being my guest. And then I'm going to do my little plug for, for uh, Just and Just Radio. Okay. Thanks so much, Kara. Have a great day. Good luck with your projects. Okay, bye-bye. And so I'll remind everybody, too, that gistinc.com is uh, an incredible resource for doing these kinds of projects and any project and professional practices. And as you heard, Heather uses it very, uh, very deep way, and so that's a, a good pitch for that. And I urge you to listen to other interviews here on Just Do It. So you can like us on Facebook and all that good social media stuff. I'll sign off with you and hope to – Lend me your ears again. Bye-bye. summer slowdown? Is that a thing? At Reebok, we want to help you stay motivated and keep moving all summer long. That's why for a limited time, we're giving you your second pair of footwear for just $25. So now you can up your game with some versatile trainers, set a personal best with our running shoes, or crush the course with Reebok all-terrain shoes. The choice is yours. Find your summer inspiration at the Reebok Outlet Store at the Citadel Outlets, Citadel Drive, Commerce. But hurry, these savings won't last. Reebok, be more human. Ends June 27th. Terms and conditions apply. See in-store for details.